Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate Venus Blissful! After what, baby, come on! There is rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur bosses? God put those here to test our faith. Damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Because, I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a chance to even have a conversation. We have these text conversations all the time, and they're always awesome. They're always everything that you and I would normally have said sitting in a car drinking 40s like 15 years ago. But (laughs) still reserve. Yeah, but, like, it's always chalked at, like, cut up and everything because I'm working, you're working, you're, you know, we're always busy. Yeah, there's always so much you can put in text. Yeah, man. And finally, after so freaking long, we're actually face to face. Since your wedding, the last time I saw you was your freaking wedding. So crap. Isn't that crazy, man? Like, but I mean, don't no offense. I haven't seen like anybody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is how I see people, unfortunately. So that that was oh man, like three and a half years ago. No. What? I've been, I've been married. You got for, married that long ago? I, I got married at the end of 2018. My God. You know what's weird? It's because of the pandemic and shit, it's almost like time like collapsed. Yeah. It's almost like that whole time frame is like, I don't know, minimized or something in my brain. It's just mm. all one f- specific fog time period. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. I, yeah. I can't believe it's been that long since we've been face to face. That's fucking Absolutely, crazy. Yeah. But you know, life's been really busy over here for sure. I'm sure. And I know that you can say the same. Oh God. We've been, we've been doing so much. I'm like a, adulting and domesticated now. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird, right? I mean, it took, it took me a little bit to get used to. <laughs> I never thought I, you know, I never thought I would end up uh, like where I am right now. Like I remember sitting in, basement like bawling my eyes out Ashley <laughs> sitting there going I'm never going to amount to anything I'm never going to be anything you know what I mean like just because I had a horrible track record of like just losing jobs and just being fucked up all the time same that here was, man you know what I mean just waking up every day and like doing whatever I could to feel better you know yeah yeah and I think both of us would be able to blame tons of external 
things for why we initially felt the need to feel that way. Oh yeah. But of course, and like, even when you think about like healing from past traumas and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like the first step is finding out, okay, yeah, this is maybe, these are the factors that caused me to get here. Yeah. But now it's time to, you know, pull up my pants and be a fucking man and, and like, you know, get over these, these things. And, and that process, you know, can be delayed for however long the ego allows, right. Or demands, well, you know? So that was probably the biggest, like the turning point of my recovery. I was about probably about like four, four and a half months in. And I think I was talking to one of our friends and he said something and it clicked. I was like, Oh, it's all my fault. <laughs> and like, once I realized it, like, and I took accountability, it was, I don't want to say it was easy from there, but like, that's when everything started to really go up and like change for me gradually. Um, yeah. I was able to own everything that I was doing wrong. And like, I could see everything I was doing wrong and I just slowly began to fix it. It, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely really enlightening. Um, you know, I, I changed my major. I got into like, you know, substance use because I wanted to help people. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I started from the bottom. Just I, my, my supervisor took a chance with me. So I bombed my first interview. So. <laughs> But he was like, he could tell that like I could do it. I don't know. He just said that to me. And like, and then I got promoted one, two, three times. Today's my third promotion and I'm a counselor now. Like oh, I just graduated. Great. Congratulations. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, but like just and I did all that in two years. And just that would have never happened if I continued to just wake up every day and like I gotta get high. Right, right. So, so before yeah. we get too far ahead, let's um let's say hi to my audience. Hi, everybody. Oh, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast. And I have a really special episode tonight where I get to talk to one of my lifelong best friends um, that I haven't had a chance to really see face to face in apparently like four years, which I thought yep. was like two because time just warps now and doesn't exist and all kinds of shit. So... <laughs> Please welcome Mike DePaulo. And Mike, Hello. thank you so much for joining me, brother. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Oh, so long, but it's so good to see your beautiful face. Yes, yeah, good to see you too, man. Hair's uh, longer, beards are bigger. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, things very much the same. But, of course, leaving behind a lot of bad behaviors that both of us used to do, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's, I, that's why I knew this conversation was going to like go in a lot of good places because both of us not only were we best friends and our best friends, but like we, we had similar paths along the way where we oh, were yeah. fall. We were, we had a lot of failures before we realized we had to, you know, but as oh, you were sure. saying, the, the process of owning everything, man, is like, it's, it's everything. And yeah. it reminds me of psychedelic experiences I had mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, these, a lot of times in spirituality, a lot of different ways of uh, looking at it. It seems like, you know, 
it's all trying to kind of lift you off the ground. But yeah. when you really are doing the real work, it's actually the opposite. It's like, you have to come back to the ground. You have yeah. to ground your reground yourself and reestablish everything. From you have to one. be in the moment completely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's give my audience a little background into, you know, what you do now as a counselor, okay. sure. and then we'll kind of work from, you know, what, put you there uh, of course um you gave a little taste of that but we'll go into it yeah um what i do as a counselor all right so i work in a residential program a house with 15 guys mm-hmm. um and my job is to assess them um and talk to them maintain their goals um and just be there as a support uh for them you know five days a week um uh, sometimes i'm on call but um mm-hmm. just really it's just about support um positive reinforcement everything is person-centered meaning like everything is based on them and what they want to do providing it's a healthy behavior of course because everyone's journey is different what works for some person is not gonna or may not work for another person you know Mm -hmm. um right before this i was doing outreach so i worked with people in the community instead of being at a house um before that, I did case management uh, for the same organization, helping people with like their education, uh, legal matters, finding housing, stuff like that. And before that, I was just direct care. I was just like the, I don't want to say grunt, but like person on the floor, just doing safety checks and, and forming relationships with them and stuff, you know. That's and awesome. I've made a lot of cool relationships and I learned a lot about myself through these people as well. Um, very emotionally draining um, i can imagine it took me a while to separate work from home um luckily i have you know a 40 minute ride to and from work and i take this back road and just listen to music or your podcast and i oh, cool. <laughs> you know just kind of like switch on and off for work and stuff um that's needed and, man oh yeah and then um yeah i don't know that's that's pretty much pretty much that's what i do now yeah. Hell yeah, man. I mean, and, and of course, you know, knowing you for as long as I have and all the trials and tribulations, both of us have kind of been through together mm. and separately. This was always where I hoped we would end up like trying yeah. to express all the amazing stuff we used to talk about and coalesce it into something meaningful in our lives rather than something destructive yeah (laughs) yeah we did plenty of the destructive stuff for sure yeah we got it out of the way we know it we know what it looks like i mean as a parent that's gonna either help me or just push my son away i don't i think it's gonna and it's gonna help for the most part someday no i think I i think it'll help for sure yeah yeah uh trying to be more of a mindful parent than than uh you know, past generations were used to. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it's getting better here and there, but yeah, good, good. But yeah. So shit, man, we have, we have, we go back, we have a long, long history together. Oh yeah. Um, um, and so I met Mike at a massive, crazy two, <laughs> two sides of the street, two houses, separate parties that just yep. eventually merged into one. Yep. It was a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> A lot of like familiar faces and unknown faces mingling. And, you know, back in the day, I think I was 18. Yeah. We, it, we, we yeah, were, I was, I we was were 20. 21. No, you were, the, I, was I think you were 21 when we met because 
Yeah, because it was the summertime. It was July. It was it was after after I graduated. Oh, so, so I had just turned twenty one. Yes, like, yes. You were the magic man. <laughs> <laughs> you were magic, Mike. Oh God, yeah. dude! Our the fate of our weekends landed on whether Mike was too tired or wanted to go to the liquor store for <laughs> us. <laughs> I think I went the majority of the time. You were such a trooper, oh, man. You were our savior for so long. I mean, most of the time you were just with us anyway oh yeah causing the debauchery so it was fine but it was every day we got together <laughs> every day we used to sit there and there was supposed to the steel reserve or the king cobra oh my cobra. god yeah yeah we had a friend that absolutely loved the cold 45s and you and i were parcel to the uh champagne of beers the, yeah oh yeah <laughs> the king cobra we used to sit in front of your house and try to drink them as fast as we possibly could yeah we were at like it was this was Ladies and gentlemen, this was at an age where we we were kicked out of all parenting houses. Like we weren't, we were too old and stinky and loud to be hanging out in parent. Neither did we want to be there because, of course, they didn't want to deal with anything we were doing. No, yeah. So, so yeah, we were just we would have nowhere to go. Suburb suburban suburban life, man. It was like it just you didn't really have many places to go other than yeah. the fucking what bowling alley. So we would end up at borders. like borders, yeah, the bookstore parking lot, and just yeah, smoke and drink, and whatever, yeah. you know, kind of do whatever. We were smoke, rebels, drink, right? Talk about weird stuff. Yeah, man, deep psychedelic experiences. Oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> I mean, so you got to. I remember when you um, like first went to college, like after some of the the, the crazy years had passed, and mm. like you and and another friend both signed up to go to like salem state i think yeah and it was like that was gonna be the big life changer and like oh I, yeah i've had so many of those like back then anyway when i was like drinking heavily and all that so many moments where it was like my last chance to my next turn yeah, like this is gonna be it this is gonna be it where my whole yeah. life's gonna change like you and me in particular i recall so many conversations yeah this is it man it's like both of us on both oh, yeah. sides, like doing this over and over again. And I'm just curious, like what, what did it take? Like, what were the depths for you emotionally, psychologically, cognitively, where did you have to go? where did you have to get to finally make this, to have the, the, your brain be able to, to really switch it off because we're, I mean, folks were talking about addiction. Like me, it was alcohol specifically. And Mike uh, had his issues with, I mean, you were drinking a lot with us too, but. Yeah. So Salem state, that's when I, my drinking really picked up before that. I wasn't really a drinker. Um, yeah. We were just smoking. I used that as like a social lubricant because I was terrible at talking to people. <laughs> um, yeah. I was doing, you know, at that time I was drinking a lot. That was mostly alcohol every now and then I'd smoke, um, you know, smoke weed. Um, that's when I first, first, like somebody gave me like a painkiller, um, mm. and my brain got attached to that immediately. Um, I remember calling, calling the girl back, you know, like, you have another one of those. And I couldn't process why I wanted it so bad. I just knew that I wanted it. Like I needed it, you know? Um, I was like, yeah, just take this with a beer. And like, from that moment on, I was just like, ah, oh, okay, I need this all the time. Cause the way my brain works is, if something feels good and I like it, I need it all the time as much as possible. Like 
yeah. So, <laughs> um, I know I mean, that feeling. I mean, just skip and, ahead a whole bunch to get to the, to try to answer your question the best I can. Um, well, yeah. I mean, just in general, I mean, yeah. Where did, yeah, I guess how far, far into this did you feel you had to go to, to realize to you had the, to come back out to the <laughs> point where I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like years and years of waking up, where am I going to get pills? Who's going to sell me them? Where am I going to get the money? Um, you know, canceling plans all the time because I didn't feel good. Um, just it was a constant, like when I say a roller coaster, it's an understatement. Like I was either at the highest highs or the lowest lows. And when you're at the lowest lows, it's you're just let's say the worst feeling in the world, like it's horrible. Like you're sick. You don't want to get out of bed. Um, You know, and I just, I remember I was at work and my cousin said to me, he's like, you're like two different people. So what do you mean? He's like, well, I know that you just took something before that you were quiet and miserable. And now you're like the nicest, funniest person in the world. And I said, if like something triggered in my head, and, and at the same time, he said, you know, I can get you help if you need it. And I was like, I just broke down. I went home. Um, I told my now wife, you know, uh, she knew something was wrong, but she didn't know. She's, I'll put it this way. If she takes a Benadryl, I have to check on her and make sure she's breathing because she's scared to take it. So she doesn't understand <laughs> any of what I, you know, went through, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's nothing on her but um yeah i went home and i told her and the next morning i uh, my cousin brought me to uh, an outpatient clinic and i've been sober ever since um so i guess what it took was just me finally hitting rock bottom there were probably hundreds of other times i thought i hit rock bottom but i really didn't mm, and, false uh, rock bottom it just kept getting deeper and deeper Right. You know, yeah, um, you're just creating new ones at that point. Yeah, like in, yeah. It, it, you know, I can I think, dig deeper. No, don't worry, I'll yeah. prove it to you. <laughs> like, kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about like this is going to be the time. This is going to be mm. the time. But it's like I had so many of those and so many letdowns, regardless of whether they were my fault or not, mm. which most of them were. But <laughs> you know, at the time, you're like, oh, like it's this. That, if only that, this yeah. wasn't happening, the world wasn't so you know, blah blah blah. But, yeah, it's capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, no, I mean, I think this is this is good, and I want this to be obviously as organic as we can yeah. make it. You know, because we're just bros. It's just been a long time, and it's just so good to to hear you be able to to tell this story now. Because I mean, I had my own mm. experiences before mm. I. Th- I think way before I had a severe drinking problem, I noticed, you know, your problem. And I remember one time, I don't know what was wrong with me. I was like so mad at you at one point when we were in the house together. And I was like, I was like, you know what? No, no. uh, Give me a line of that shit. And 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 you're like, dude, no, no, you don't want to. I'm like, no, no, come on. I want to, I want to feel what you're going through. I felt like I was in a movie. I think I was drunk that time. I was just like, yeah, come on, man, let me feel it. And then I did a, a line of it and like, annihilated me because you know someone that takes a few pills at first and then weans onto it and like starts to take it more and more that's one thing yeah. i mean i just blew a big line of you know whatever painkiller was and it's just like 
Yeah, that destroyed me for it the rest of the night. I remember, you, I remember. Yeah, I think you do. You remember better than I do. Yeah, I do remember you having to like put me on the couch for the rest of the night or something like that. Yeah. Though, I just like looked at you like, how do you do this? I felt so all bad about that. day. And <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, I can't believe I just gave it to. Him. It was like I was contributing to your bad behavior. Well, it's funny because uh, luckily, you know, nose stuff never seemed to stick with me as like addictive. For some reason, yeah, see, I that never, was my thing. You know, I, I liked Coke, but at the same time, it just I could as, as soon as it wasn't around, it didn't matter anymore. It was fine. You know, I have a lot yeah. more of an addiction to to friggin marijuana. I say that often on the show that it's like, you know, I think it's kind of silly that, you know, I love that it's legalized in some place. I'm glad that it's, you know coming back into acceptable culture but at the same time this idea that it can't be addictive is fucking hilarious i feel like i can't go to sleep without it i know i could but it's still that same ego it's still still the same one that runs the heroin addiction or the the percocet it doesn't matter what it is yeah it's that same ego like joe rogan used to say you can get addicted to cheeseburgers right i mean it's literally any medium it depends on you know who you are, I guess. You can get addicted to relationships. You can get addicted yeah. to porn, gambling. Exactly. You know, I mean, you can get know, addicted to good behavior too. We just maybe don't call it an addiction. You know, is exercise. After a while, you start to really appreciate it. Sure. You know. Yeah. You know, you can get addicted to anything. Which so can really put things into perspective. So, like my opinion on weed or marijuana has actually changed significantly over the past month. I used to be like no, 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 it's just another thing. And I'm like, now I'm viewing it as like more of a spiritual thing. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like the same yeah. thing with like- Oh shit, Mike, Mike, hang on a second. I got to yeah. help my wife. Hang on. Okay. So yeah, I used to think about uh, marijuana as just like all the other drugs, but my opinion on it has changed significantly um, over the past month or two. Just I, really? view it, I view it as more of like a spiritual thing. I haven't done it. Um, mm-hmm. but I view it as more of like a, a medical thing, I guess, because I started thinking it's like, well, do I take medication or, um, you know, um, well, depression, anxiety, things like that. Like, yeah, Appetite. I do. It's like, yeah. well, what's, things, what's right? the difference between that and, you know, say smoking weed or something to go to bed. You know what I mean? As long it's about like, it's about really it's about knowing your limits knowing what your demons are and not doing things that are destructive because you can have like we this is why i was saying this to go back to what we were talking about earlier you can have good addictions you can have healthy addictions you know what i mean if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) even though the word addiction is typically like not a good thing i don't even know if i'm using it right but you can have healthy things that you're do frequently (laughs) you know yeah Um, absolutely And it's just i don't know it's something natural it's 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 never been like a destructive force in my life. Not the way like, you know, pills or ecstasy or ketamine or meth or I, I can go down the list. You <laughs> <laughs> I was there for you with, with you <laughs> with a, for a lot of that too. <laughs> oh yeah. You were, you were, you were, we were, right we, were in, we were integral in, uh, yeah. Experimentation. I remember that the, the drinking was a big thing. Cause I remember trying to help you with that and because yeah. you were you got really bad for a while and oh, yeah. i felt like i was enabling you but at the same time like i couldn't say shit because like i was doing 
horrible stuff too. So like, <laughs> but it's the same. I'm like, I love my friend. Like I can't watch him do this. So it was just a weird place to be in. Oh yeah. I mean, and we lived together when I think yeah. you were, you were still struggling, but you oh, were yeah. very, very aware at that point in your life. And I knew it about you yeah. of what your problems were. Yeah. You had been down the anyway. before. Yeah. And honestly, I was there too. Yeah. But yeah, I think alcohol is just um, in a cartoonish way. It's more offensive to the, to, to everything. Uh, the, you know, when you were, I remember you, I remember the two person thing with you. I do a little bit, yeah. you know, the, the, the switch between when you, but I remember that not just with pills. I remember that if you got, you know, drunk enough or high, oh, enough, yeah. you sure. literally elevated back to that person. And I think um, in the same way I was doing that same thing. I was trying to be yeah. that person I knew I could be and felt like I needed the alcohol to do it. And man, was it destroying yeah. me in the opposite direction, you know, nothing good comes from alcohol like it's ridiculous it's, man. it's such a horrible like it's just the things that we do and the things that we say and the people that we become are just not it's not healthy it's just not you know you know it's, it's horrible i look back at um like the beer nerd out stage of life that like With like the all, all like the homegrown like special uh, yeah. beers and stuff yeah man we were all like kind of we were all always at the dive bar and everything you know oh we yeah always drinking the 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 cool shit the elite beers that no one's ever <laughs> heard of man and now now that's everywhere that's exactly pop culture now it's like oh yeah you know i think every major beer company now has like some bullshit label trying to act like they're some oh, yeah. you know micro brewery still tree but... hop billy topper or something <laughs> like <laughs> 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 Yeah, something along those lines every yeah. time. Yeah. And it's just like, it's funny because you think of like the the crowd, the culture that was always at bars that we would go to in yeah. that vein and bars that existed all over the country and still do in that vein, that very like the look is counterculture, right? The look mm -hmm. is totally counterculture, but it's like it's driving a, a, a possible counterculture that would say what we're saying about alcohol into more of like, Oh no, it's an art form, man. And it's like, ah, it just kind your of, your brain tries to convince you of some interesting things when you want to get <laughs> high or drunk. Really well, does. Yeah, man. I look back at all the people that we were, you know, hanging out with, we were all just trashed all the time. And it's just like, Oh is it? yeah, there's no sophistication there. You can have, <laughs> you can have your tiny little piece. You can have like your upscale hipster bars and everything, but it's like, it's, you're still just getting fucking sloshed. <laughs> yeah. Think about the, the overall culture that, that alcohol has created just even in the Western culture. Like it's everywhere you look on TV, like every time you go out, it's like, Oh, it's Friday. I have my glass of wine or you, like you, I, I feel like it seems to me that most people can't go out of the house now and do something socially without drinking. Yeah. Specifically how, drinking or it, just or maybe intoxication in general. Right. All right. We can say intoxication, but it's just alcohol. It just seems like it's everywhere. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. 
It's Maybe just, I'm not seeing it as much because I'm like purposely so far away from it. But could be. I mean, every yeah. everything. I, I mean, I just went to see somebody up north, like a, a like a cool presentation and everything. And yeah, it has to all be alcohol driven. And, and yeah. you know, it's just that's yeah, it's everywhere. It's, it's interesting that like people can sit there and look at someone, you know, look at themselves and like I drink, you know, tons of alcohol, but I'm going to look down on somebody who does heroin. Like to me, that doesn't. <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah, make, yeah, yeah. Mix. like what's like yes there's a difference but there's there's also in the greater picture there's not there, you know, know. That, it's part of that self-denial probably it's it's yeah. you know it's just externalizing and projecting rather than yeah. dealing with your own demons like you were saying before right yeah you yeah know, a lot of people to... are going to listen to what i just said and be like it's just crazy he's comparing heroin to alcohol I and mean, like it's just <laughs> i don't know that's just the way I, well i think it, a it, lot yeah. more people than you think might agree exactly with what you said though too that, i mean at this at this point i think more and more especially the youth i think are, are more <laughs> they're more driven towards like you know psychedelics and uh and stuff like that well i mean that again i great. should take that i should take that back because it really depends on the the area the culture this you know the subculture that's going well, on and some you know there's meth everywhere too so oh my god like i remember when when i graduated high school it was everyone drank or smoked weed like i remember a year after i graduated everyone was like doing coke and party drugs i was like what is happening <laughs> there's like kids that we went to high school with just like dropping dead of overdoses like yeah oh, it yeah. just blew my mind i don't know it's weird too. Cause like our culture itself is like coming to like breaking points in every direction. No, yeah. like, no matter where you are in what camp you're in, or if you don't feel like you're in any camp, there's like this sense of like uh, Liberty being taken or, you know, something like that, whether you're on, you know, my crazy side of the fence or, or you're on like someone that like totally loves the administration that's in office right now. Like it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. There's somewhere that there's like this feeling of liberty being taken away. And I think on as a culture, we're rebelling against that again, kind of like the sixties. And we're seeing a okay. lot more acceptance of, um, of certain things. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. It's, it's weird to see governments. I don't trust and, and healthcare industries. I don't trust suddenly championing psychedelics and being accepting. Yeah, it really makes uh, you no, think I, like what the hell's going on. Yeah, I mean, and of course, all their use with MK Ultra and, and the 60s, yeah. like LSD, of course, has been a part of it for a long time. And, and it's, it's, here it is again, like it's coming back. And it's interesting to see it out there. Because I mean, you and I have had our experiences with psychedelics. And mm -hmm. you're one of my only very close longtime friends that I can have conversations as deep as they go about psychedelics and you're mm -hmm. right there with me. Yeah. And there's only a handful of people in the whole world. I could say that about, you know, and to what, what's your take on substances like that as much as I love them and I revere what they've done for me in some ways. What do you think about that being given more credence to open society and kind of like more accepted more less stigmatized i mean it could be good could be bad what do you think well what what came to mind when you said that is i mean i was a history major too before Hell i switched yeah. so psychedelics have been something that it's probably the i would say the oldest form of of 
you know, I don't know if you want to use the term drug or, or sacrament. <laughs> like, it, and it was used for religious purposes and, and like, you know, just spiritual experiences, like for thousands of years, you know, and I think there are some healing properties in there. And I do think that anything in moderation is, well, <laughs> gotta be careful there. I, I say, I say psychedelics in moderation is, is, you know, it's not for me because I don't know if I, I can't let go of my ego or what it is, but I just always have a bad time. It's Did just not all, good. Yeah. But you got a lot of insight out of your trips. Oh, I got mind blown insight. Like I remember sitting uh, at a friend's house and I understood how we were all connected to this single life force and it was the most calm I ever felt, even though I was looking at the clock and time didn't, it didn't make sense to me anymore. I remember yeah. it said like two thirty-one or something. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. Like it doesn't even mean anything. And it, it was like, I completely, whenever I was okay with it and everything, um, and not having like a bad trip, if you want to call it that, like, yeah, I just completely let go of trying to be me mm. and just accept it what was happening in the moment around me. And it was like, it was beautiful. It was, I mean, I wish I could remember more of it, but like, it was just so, <laughs> it was like, I understood, I, I don't want to say like the meaning of life, but I just understood and accepted me. Mm. I, I don't know. If, I like it, that. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I, I would say, Cause I like to talk a lot about fractal. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I understood like my place. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like, you know that. what I mean? Like yeah. my place in the, in the story of, of life. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I like that, man. I dig into a lot of like esoteric traditions and stuff like that. That kind mm. of, it seems like from the outside looking into a lot of, uh, you know, even secret societies and those who have come out and written about what, what they're all about and things like that. The, it's it's this acceptance of like that physical material reality is on some level some kind of play some kind of theater yeah. performance that we're yeah. you know i'm sure you've you know read many quotes like with the 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 masks we wear you know you and i have talked about ego for years yeah. psychologically it's just interesting what do you think about that like we could all be in this fixed play like it's interesting well, that's the thing. That's the crazy part, right? Because there's so many levels to it, right? And there's so many conspiracy theories out there that would suggest, you know, this level of your experience is fake. No, this level of experience, like, oh, all the politicians are all fake. You know, there's so many levels to this fakeness, right? Like but like being psychedelically tuned in, there is this, this mask of reality that's, that's, that's happening in, in our experience, you know, uh, this, um, this veil or something well, like that. We see everything through our perspective, right? And, yes. and not a single other person will ever experience life the way that we do. And mm. so I, I wonder sometimes if everything is put around me. So I experience life the way that I am supposed to, or, or like, so I guess you could call it a play, but at the same time, like I know other people are, are real, but I wonder if everything is put there and I'm here to learn some kind of lesson. 
right like it's the most complex puzzle ever put together yeah. where like all of your needs and meaning that you are going to get out of this experience are bombarded up against everyone else's needs and and what they're going to get out of their experiences somehow completely independent yet coexisting at, at once that could be where conflict comes from oh i like that i like that a lot yeah what came to mind for me was alchemy and you know conflict it's kind of alchemy is like you know two opposed like i mean i'm butchering it because i'm not an alchemist but like you know these two different substances coming together to form this third greater substance yeah that's my like very vague understanding but like i mean that kind of seems like what everything is like this experience we're having right now is like this alchemical experience almost like a conflict but maybe that's again back to just perspective and perception yeah i wonder if when I wonder if like, you know, when you die, you finally learn like that lesson that you've already known. Hmm. If you know what I mean? And then you, be, <laughs> you, and then you become that like thing that you were just talking about where like you become in, into that oneness with everybody else. You know what I mean? After every, everyone is supposed to either learn the same thing or their own thing. And then like, like there were, oh, what the hell was it? Uh, there was some, I think it was like Final Fantasy or some game I was playing it. And like the way that they did life and death is like, there's like a life stream and we're all part of it. And mm -hmm. then like, when you die, you go back as like your soul enters this life stream until you go through and you're reborn again into like, you know, wherever you're supposed to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Something like that. And I think it was called like Gaia or something coincidentally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, back when the term yeah. was still novel in Western culture. Yeah, that's <laughs> why yeah, so when I saw the channel, I was like, is this a Final Fantasy channel? Right. <laughs> Dude, I find so much like symbolism in video games, whether oh, it's tons. like nefarious and put there because, I mean, shit, Bethesda is just as big as and any video other. Video games have become corporation. another. Yeah, another perfect form of control and, and yeah. programming, obviously. Yeah, they're, they're ruined. I mean, dude, think, but we say becoming and, you know, we're close to our 40s. Wait, I think you are. You, you have, you've breached that. Yes. I've, uh, so, I've breached that wall. Yeah. But we grew up with like Doom and Quake and like these dark video yeah. games. And it's like, I look back, it's been happening this whole time. I mean, shit, my mm. favorite game, Doom, is about the end of the world, demons, all oh, this shit. Yeah. Marines like, on Mars. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All this, all, basically all the conspiracy theory that I just was too young to understand yeah. back then, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's I, been happening all around us, but man, yeah, it's heavy in, in the video games. I, th I mean, they definitely become, I feel like they used to be more of an art form and more pure, and they become this like, just another, I don't know, business model, just make money. And like yeah. they put up this half, half fast bull crap that like sucks. Like the last complete, really good game I played was Elden Ring. And that's like, that's pretty recent accept, though, right? It, it's recent, but before that, I can't think who yeah. the hell knows. You know, that's why I play like a lot of indie games. Me too. That's where the talent um, is, it seems. Yeah, no offense to any developers working yeah, for bigger companies, yeah. but the 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 fact that on YouTube every day I'm seeing like some new video about some single developer yeah. putting out some oh, Unreal great. Engine 5 insanity. Oh, you it's know? great. Yeah, Unreal Engine 5 looks ridiculous. It's insane what they're <laughs> and and that's the it's funny too, because like in a lot of the topics I get into on the show, 
it rubs up against like I don't know, as a lifelong lover of video games yeah. and then looking at this like transhumanist movement that's infecting every other part of society including video games like it's just it's interesting that uh, that struggle between like okay is how much of this can i enjoy before i'm like kind of uh feeding this or am i always feeding this system you know what i mean you're I always, feeding, always the feeding the system there's no way oh, not to yeah dude it's weird because like i want vr but at the same time it's like it's just tied to so much nefarious shit eventually I, one day you're not gonna be able to sign into that shit without having like a fucking yeah, you know, like real, world like, economic uh, forum tattoo or something <laughs> <laughs> you gotta scan your tattoo before you uh, i actually i i have a, a oculus rift and it's it's pretty cool but I don't really use it that much, but even that, like, uh, what's Facebook? Did Facebook buy it? Yeah, I think so. Meta. Yeah. So eventually, yeah, it's got to be all tied together eventually. So, yeah. you know, it's like, I guess the question is like, man, how long before it's all kind of removed from our hands, unless we, you know, are part of this very specific society that it's that they're constructing here but maybe we'll be like a little ready, ready player one a little bit of that that grungy sci-fi look where we're just like renegades with like old tech and shit and like see i i look at that and i think two things one i would play the crap out of that yeah two, man <laughs> that would be bad because i would probably never leave so you think so so that's interesting that you think that because i feel like we might be amongst at least the last generation that before all that you mean well yeah before the temptation becomes like just part of everyday life you know what i mean i mean well forget I my son like but people that, that are way. 15 16 years old right now i mean they've known nothing but the digital world surrounding oh, yeah. them you know what i mean it's I, crazy I, I feel like in some sense like the whole the covid thing really set us up to be what's a good term i could use like um socially isolated yeah it was the perfect like we're, we're social but we're all in our own little pod right yeah you know like wall yeah. the disney movie yeah i never saw that but don't see it <laughs> well yeah i mean it's like same with video games and movies and everything yeah. like all a lot of I mean, you and me obsessed with sci-fi movies together like oh, God, going, yeah. all, going to see all the premieres together and shit oh yeah well we should so, yeah we have to do that again yeah yeah I'm, actually the thing is playing on father's day for the 40th anniversary i mean that's a yeah, far I, drive for you to come up to see me i'm gonna but, be in town that day to see my oh, father actually well maybe um, we might have to I arrange something don't have to work monday because I, I have a new schedule so we'll talk about that later yeah we'll have to, we'll have to rediscuss that but it's like you know we, we have uh can i smoke this on fuck here? yeah okay. yeah you know what yeah i'm gonna pack something up myself um yeah it's just, I, it's just nicotine we oh well that's fine this isn't but that's okay, okay. <laughs> um i want to eventually like get endorsed by some like local fucking dispensary or something get like a strain or something named the deep share or deep maybe share i'll just strain. grow i'll grow my own deep share strain that'd be cool yeah 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 somehow get like a you know license to probably not i don't know there's so many hoops <laughs> that you have to jump through the fact that you have to show your license like six times in those places and then they have to legally give you a receipt and shit like that it's so intense i'm like okay why why the hoops why always the hoops it's almost like the law was like all right fine you can smoke it but you gotta like do a bunch of stupid shit first yeah <laughs> it's so funny oh that's always like that that's always the case you know you need a license to go catch fish 
<laughs> dude me and I one of it. our buddies got in deep shit well they thought we were in deep shit you know uh doing that illegally we tore the the things up in front of the uh the ranger we're like no we're not paying for oh, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just, that was an it's, older it's time ridiculous you need a permit to do everything now you can't even i'm surprised you know you need, need a permit to like think oh that's coming you know, oh, I know. We got to let our, our hero Elon Musk take over with his brain chips and shit first. You know, I was on the Elon, you know, whole like he's our savior thing for a little while. And now I'm like, eh, not really. Especially sure when anymore. I was like back, like really into science and stuff specifically. Yeah. Like I was just obsessed with anything cutting edge. I'm like, Elon Musk is the man, you know? And then recently it's interesting to see him taking the positions that he is. And it's like, he's well, didn't like, he buy Twitter? No, he's trying to, or something's happening. I don't know. But like, what's interesting about Elon from what I've, I've been paying attention to him. And it's like, he's just taking a certain side of this gigantic global issue of society that's happening right now. All the issues that you'd expect on like more conservative side of things. Mm. He's just promoting all of that. And I don't know. I, I, or maybe I should take that back more. It's like he's acting as the, the, the perfect savior. That's neither or the best of both worlds, but he's yeah. also selling, he's, he's making iRobot and he's got a glow. He's got a Terminator in the sky and he, he's literally yeah. doing all the things that the sci-fi movies we love have kind of prepared us for. <laughs> and well, he's a giant nerd with infinite amount of money, infinite amount of money. You know yeah, I mean? but so, yeah, he's not the Tony Stark from the the <laughs> Tony Stark movies. Is he making you know, a he's... chip that you put on the back of your neck or something? Yeah, like, that's Neuralink. Yeah, that sounds horrifying. That sounds pretty every you know post-apocalyptic dystopian future movie we've seen. <laughs> yeah, because I feel I mean from that I mean where do you go from there? Jesus. I mean, so he, that's kind of back to what we were saying before a little bit. I know we've skewed from the original topic. Before, yeah, no, that's, but that's exactly what happens here. Um, <laughs> uh, shit, I lost my train of thought there, of course. Switching gears, I literally lose my we train of thought. We were talking about uh, Elon Musk. Elon, yeah. And, um, Keep going. What, the neuro, the, the Neuralink thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, it's this divergence between, like, technology being a health helpful tool to humanity mm-hmm. which it's always been whether it's a hammer or a quantum computer yeah. like it's always a tool but where's the line when it starts the tool starts to become part of us well think about the hammer you can use it to build something or you can take someone's life absolutely so it all comes down to intention yeah. as most things do and it's it's weird how like i think a lot of good people are like will get hoodwinked into more and more dangerous technology without Mm. that good intent because of like false intent being laid on top of it and shit because uh the spiritual community man is like rife with gatekeeping and shit like that and it's very it's in bed with this like transhumanist society that's like taking over and shit it's pretty wild yeah, when you, if you don't mind me asking, when you say like transhumanist, what do you, can you describe that a little bit for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
transhumanism is this singularity, this idea of cyborg, of man and machine being. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, though, right? Like, that like transhumanism. shit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, well, that's paired. With, so I would say that's more AI. That's more of the AI side of things. Which is also (laughs) (laughs) so it's all happening at the same time, and the thing is, is so many good uses for for these apple these apple or these apple. There's applications that are good through these technologies, but of course, there's the other side of the of the fence where it's just going to control everything. It's going to be like that with everything. Facebook has a you know it's really useful, but it's also been really destructive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything that's part of the machine. I mean, I can't imagine way. being in high school again having Facebook. Like I used to get picked on all the time in high school. Like I can't imagine not being able to ever escape that. Like when I'm home, it just continues. Yeah. Like that, that would be a nightmare. Terrifying. You know, I yeah, feel man. so bad for kids today. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like we're destined to like destroy ourselves <laughs> <laughs> because it's just you. Uh, it's uh, everything we invent is is used for good but it's also used for bad and i feel like eventually there's going to be that one bad that just yeah that's that's it you know yeah. whether it's you know the terminator scenario or you or know, the robocop one or the robocop <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, yeah like, man yeah once i turn on the tv and see like an actual robocop i'm, I'm done i'm leaving and going somewhere i don't know <laughs> well, so what's interesting that, or what you in particular may find interesting about the transhumanist uh, agenda, and it's like linked to uh, the spiritual ideas. Is that, that basically to keep your consciousness alive for forever? So, you so that's so you don't so die. I would say that that would be denied by most practical leaders that that's where they want to go. No, Elon Musk that's ain't coming out and saying that it. and shit. They're definitely using it for that. Well, would, absolutely, of course. But I would say that, like, when you look at like people like Kurzweil and stuff like that, like philosophers or people that want to be philosophers, talk about this kind of sh- kind of shit. They are talking about the limits of it and where they could go with it. And yeah, yeah, uh, e- uh, eternal life is absolutely it. But it's false. I mean, I think this would be might might be a good way to kind of get back into where you and I really know each other where it's like our experiences and our spiritual perspectives yeah um because to me this idea and i was gonna what i was gonna say that might interest you and i can dovetail it into what we're talking about here about the consciousness control uh they're doing it subtly at first because all these new applications with vr and and uh, wearables and stuff like that that can track everything your heart rate and your mood and they oh, can yeah. offer things to soothe you and or eventually yeah. you might have a chip in your head that can just turn on certain parts of your brain so yeah, you like don't have to having a, well i mean i, I was going to say if you're having a heart attack but they already have a pacemaker so, so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay so that's a great example of how like it's split right because you could use this this uh this stuff for good application and like stopping physical things to happen like that yeah um some would some however would argue that even that is too unnatural right but the pacemaker does exist right but this the the link the thing in your head could easily turn on certain emotions you know you know send endorphins it could cure depression okay so that's a beautiful way to put it because i was taking it down a different path i was going to say uh immediate fixes 
to we're talking like immediate like SSRI centers being triggered. Yeah, sure. But I mean, like, okay, you so you have a lot more and all of a sudden like have an dude, orgasm. You have a lot more experience than I have with this because my perspective sure. immediately goes to, oh, so no one's going to deal with their trauma. Oh, okay. So they're all going to continue to. So that that's a, so isn't that an interesting point there? Because like what you're describing could be what it is right on the face of it. It could be a cure to depression or it could be a fake euphoria. It could be that Soma that, fake, that's though? in brave, that's in brave new world. Good question. Good question. Is it fake? Because if that... it's real to you. Oh, man. But <sighs> interesting point. Was the high that you had real to you? Mm-hmm. Was Very. it destructive? No. But so... <laughs> like, I, I, I take medication for depression and True. anxiety. And if I didn't take those, I would feel different in whether I'm taking them or not, either both of them are real to me. True. Okay. You know? That's a really um, good perspective on this because I'm always a gloom and I feel like type. trauma is a little bit deeper. Like trauma is like embedded like in your memory. So like, I don't, I mean, I guess if you could somehow erase those memories, like in uh, what's that movie? Sunch- sunshine smallest mind or something oh, with Jim Carrey. Eternal sunshine. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a like, that's a heart that's a, that's a big oh movie. man, I love that movie. But um that's yeah, that's what we're talking about here. And that's technology doing that too. But you know if if you could do that in a race, you know, I guess that's you know where because I work with a lot of people who have serious trauma like yes and when i say serious trauma i mean like stuff that you hear about and that you don't think actually happens and like it happens you know like some brutal stuff and Mm. if i my you know my reason why i do the job that i do is because i want to take that and, and, and help them with that and make them you know not be okay with it like just feel better and not learn how to deal with those things. So like mm. if, if who am I to blame somebody for taking something that could erase that for them, you know, that's totally like, fair. Um, because that's essentially what they're doing with drugs. They're taking yeah. something to make themselves feel better because of the trauma that they experience. True. You know what I mean? So it's, it's in a way like that, Erasing your memory, it's sort of like a permanent drug, I guess, if you wanted it. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I don't know. No, that's maybe cool. I went a little bit off the deep end there. But. No, I like I like it. No, because it it differs from my perspective in such a, a a big way, but at the same time, like your experiences completely validate your reasoning, and I find it like kind of. It, it helped me expand my perspective on it because cool. I, a lot of times, and maybe it's just, you know, being centered in uh, uh, a perspective that looks at the world as kind of like, you know, an external force that can work against you as unless you are, you know, finding it within yourself and understanding your true 
reason and power and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of people would say, well, the, the, uh, the pharmaceutical industry that focuses on these antidepressants and anti, maybe not anti-anxiety. I mean, shit, I mean, a lot of people get that, but the, the antidepressants specifically that might, like you said, erase um, rather than transmute. And maybe okay. that's, so it's like, and now I was watching Stranger Things season four and uh, okay. we get to this point where Eleven says, maybe I don't want to be whole to to someone. I'm okay. not going to give away too much because I know it's a recent Spoiler show. alert. Yeah, no spoilers. But, you know, that statement right there was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm disregarding that a young actress is saying this. I'm thinking about the writers and what, what this all means. And yeah. Th- that question is often not, not asked in in uh in any spiritual practice it's like well what are you talking no you do the work you you go into the trauma you take the trauma you understand what you went through you face it you go into the all the places in your mind that are sending you towards the dopamine escape because all the places you're hiding from yourself are where all your true potential is and where the essence to your, your, your turning everything around is. So you pick, you understand where I'm going with that. So I'm just, it's an interesting dichotomy, right? Because like what you're saying to me totally resonates, you know, but at the same time, part of me feels like, well, what, what's missing from going through this more natural process? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's always been natural to distract ourselves. Right. Maybe. I mean, what is, I don't want to say what is natural, but like if, you know, if I'm taking medication to help me with, you know, let's say, let's say I'm helping, I'm taking medication to help me with my depression because I have trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, That medication, I still have to deal with the trauma. It just, it helps me deal with the trauma and it helps me become it's, it's sort of, it's like giving, it's like giving someone the tools that they need or the armor or the weapons that they need to go in and fight that battle. Okay. You know what I mean? Instead of going in naked, punching it like a a stone wall that you're never going to break. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And I think I'll, I think a number of people uh, will still hear, hear that. And they might say, well, that can all be done naturally, blah, 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 sure. blah, blah. But, but I would like to maybe put a bridge in between the two, which says that, uh, and I, I've said this before on my show, I've said it to you. I find that a lot of the newer solutions to world problems, individual problems, a lot of the solutions, and they're not even new sometimes, sometimes they're archaic and we're bringing them back finally or something yeah. after suppression. The, they're, they're, um, shit fuck it was a good point too and my brain just (laughs) literally shut off take a second you'll get it yeah (laughs) you'll get it (laughs) uh what the hell were we saying man that's ridiculous something you said of course sparked it but yeah the so the bridge between these two is that like Yeah, we're okay. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we're we're caught up. We're caught up in this modern world, and the traumas that we're all experiencing because of like a, a broken society or a bad civilization or whatever the problems have come yeah, from. Sure. We've all been dug into them for generations. Yeah. So it's like you, the, 
to they're not congruent a lot of times these newer solutions these newer ways of life that we're maybe bringing back from old times more naturalistic ways of doing things Mm -hmm. sometimes you know it's like it doesn't fit with the modern lives we've all been put into just because it's like trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole yeah man i mean i think on an individual level you know you can experience that like going through something like psychedelics and mm-hmm. coming out the other side and feeling ostracized. Well, there's, um, what's that stuff called? People go away and they do it. It's like 48 hours or something. They come out of it. It's supposed to cure Ayahuasca. your depression. Yeah. Like yeah. I saw, I've actually considered doing that. Uh, wow. If I could. Well, I mean, I suffer from chronic depression and, yeah. you know, anxiety. And it's like, do I want to go through that 48 hours of facing myself? You know, because that's what I think it is. I think ultimately you just sit there and you have to face yourself. You know, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but what you know, that's an ancient medication, right? Yeah. What's the difference Absolutely. between that and like, you know, where well, whatever I'm taking now? You know, I mean, there's a difference, of course, because right. one's a pharmaceutical, one's a, a natural thing. But it's just you know, one's modern, one's ancient they both still work and but as you're saying like the the what ayahuasca is that how you say it yeah yeah like that's not really like you're saying it's not really congruent with modern times you're not going to go into like a cvs and pick up a bottle (laughs) yeah and like a a shaman's going to walk out with you and a couple people with pillows yeah yeah. (laughs) you know but i i think both methods work and i think which whatever method whether it's natural or some form of medication, whether it's ancient or modern, if it mm. works for that person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I like, because I like mental, mental health is like a, it's a serious issue. Yes. Um, like serious. Like I found out the other day that the suicide rate of children, like seven to 10 or something like that is skyrocketed. I can't picture being seven years old and like thinking about killing myself. It's the like saddest that, thing I've that ever heard. blows my mind. Jesus Christ. Like that, and a lot of that happened because of like the COVID and they were isolated and like, that's a huge part of a child's life actually is, is yeah. probably the most important is the socialization growing up and finding out where they belong, like with their friends mm-hmm. and society and everything, but they don't have that yeah. interaction. And the it masks. Screws with them. Oh, no oh, smiles, God, no you. frowns, no nothing, no, no facial expressions. These kids have are still in places dealing with it's uh, absolutely insane. I, insanity isn't it funny how it just kind of went away (laughs) well yeah because well we had to make room for the ukraine thing and and you know it's all the current thing you know whatever's making them money yeah i mean and that's the that's you know i i'm the the conspiracy theory world is riddled with uh with kind of like uh double agents if you would like controlled opposition kind of and not even necessarily people that you meet and you know and you love and you you get to know it's that things that leak to us information that gets out Mm. you know it's it's all like that it's just it's all too confused and to cause chaos and everything but and you know you hit on a great point that it's you know everyone that mental health is such a massive issue everywhere and it's like again we come back to this incongruency where it's like yeah we know that it's the way society is is treated it's it's all of the problems that we talk about but it's like 
we're so dug into it. It's going to take a long fucking time to, to hit some stride where we all are in a place where like we understand what to do and to, to how to fix these problems once and for all, you know what I mean? It's going to be a long road. I feel like we're kind of doomed in that sense because a lot of the pharmaceuticals and everything, they're meant to just put a bandaid on it instead of fix it. Well, that's kind of the point I was kind of making before, yeah. um, you know, and also the financial gain of who I goes behind it. Guarantee you if they wanted to, they could just cure depression faster. Yeah. Cancer. But they don't, you know? Um, yeah. Cancer for sure. Um, yeah. I the think. water-powered cars are, are a big topic in the news right oh, now. Because, you know, there's a guy that uh, yeah, they killed a him. security officer that was killed in the school near the at the school shooting that was making a water-powered car. That's a great example of the school shooting. Right? That's all mental health related. It's not the guns. It's the mental health. What? Well, yeah, it is the mental health, and you know, we could take this road or not, but like, shit, man, the <laughs> stuff that the stuff that I'm seeing from from sources that I'm finding it's like, Oh, that's interesting that, that both shooters recently were, you know, in the same discord and they were both talking to the same contact in the discord that just so happened to claim at least that they were former FBI and shit like that. It's just like, Oh, that's interesting. And like, there was these parents that came out last month saying that like they, they had to try to sue the FBI or something like that for grooming their son. Into I was going to ask you if it was like a grooming like not necessarily someone was like, I don't want to say like paid to do it, but like a grooming no. situation where like they, they took someone who was already mentally unstable and like groomed them into becoming, dude, think about, think about like, like, gave like, them the ideas and the means to do it. Yes, dude. Absolutely. Like, you know, think about the devil, like the biblical devil, like the, the stories, that oh, yeah, hear, that right? Fits it it's sure. always fits it. Right. Because like, it's this idea that he doesn't do anything but he coaxes you into the bad decisions. It's all, you know, hands off, hands off. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was you. Right. And it's interesting that that kind of dovetails back into the spiritual awakening, the enlightenment, the realization that it's you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've even showed it to you. Maybe not, but like, there's this great meme where it shows a kid crying ah, with a boot on his head and I've it says that. before spiritual awakening. And then it like zooms out and his hands in the boot. And it's like after spiritual awakening. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, uh, it's interesting that like, you know, our own lives, our own awakenings, our own uh, facing our own problems. It, it can be echoed out there in the world. Like a lot of times we can get caught up in the fear of, again, blaming the external world for all the problems. Yeah. yeah. But um, it comes back down to the person, right? It does. It's it's making your own decisions and just, I don't know, everyone, everyone just wakes up every day and does the best that they can with what they're given. Whether, you know, whether it's, it has a good outcome or a bad outcome, I, I think that it's just human nature to wake up every day and just try to, just try to feel good. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah. So, it's so what's, what's making you feel good these days, dude? What's making me feel good. Um, let's, let's, well, let's go there before we end. Cause we've been well, talking about a lot of dark stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just bought my very first brand new car. Um, nice. I, uh, I'm playing guitar again, which has been yes. very, very difficult to do sober. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Um, um, like my brain wants to do it, but like my fingers won't. And when my fingers 
can do it. My brain doesn't want to do it. It's like the weirdest <laughs> thing. Um, wow. I don't like the, the wife is good. The job is good. Like it, once I got sober, um, I started putting myself in situations, just not even knowing like where good things started happening to me. I stopped wasting my time and my money yeah. doing stupid, horrible shit <laughs> and <laughs> treating other people like shit to like being in a position where like just good things happen. Yeah. I mean, it's not, trust me, it's not perfect by any means. Like I struggle all the time. I part of being have human. moments where like, you know, I still think about, you know, using sometimes I still think about, you know, yeah. how like sometimes I just want to hit that self-destruct button and just, <laughs> yeah, you know, I hear you, man. Um, Cause it's, it's, I don't know, it, it can be difficult, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I got a lot of good things going for me. Uh, That's really great to hear, man. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the hikes, the mountain trips would uh, would be difficult for me at first. For a while, it was hard to like get out in the wilderness away from from my controlled setting. Was it because it didn't interest you as much, or like what the going the hiking? Hikes? Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. The, that is where part of my soul is forever is just okay. at the very, very peak of a mountain, man. Absolutely. Like if I, I'm, I'm, I still hike, it's just very infrequent because how busy life is, you know what I mean? But I'm planning something for this summer. I mean, shit, oh, join cool. me. That'd be great. I, yeah. I'm actually, I've been mountain biking. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> so um, I could, I'm, I'm know, in much better shape at the top. <laughs> yeah. And actually, even though I still vape, like I don't feel like a smoker anymore, I can actually exercise pretty well. So that's great. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, the hikes for me, it was like, uh, it was, well, you know, before I even got sober and, and even started thinking about needing to be or something like that. Yeah. Well, before that, it was oh, always yeah, sure. that like my hikes were just, Oh, I love getting wasted on a mountain. I, and I took pride in it. It was the ego taking pride in it. I was, well, plus you had, I was a badass. What? Do you with me? You had somebody, you had somebody with you to not tell you that it was bad. Well, absolutely. You know? Because yeah, we're talking about a, a beautiful friend of ours that, and I, I love his, oh, I love him. his yeah. undying spirit of you can make every behavior work and oh. not, like lose your mind or or die or ruin everyone else's he lives around you. he's he so gung-ho of like no you don't have to change anything but he's evolved so like meticulously and beautifully yeah, i know <laughs> i love it Very true. but but no it was always like yeah the pan ultimate like get out there and fucking yeah we're getting fucked up and climbing who does yeah. that no one does that you get into any hiking group mountaineering group online offline yes, everyone's eating granola and <laughs> sharing trail stories i mean but it's just like we were the ones that were out there when no one else was yeah. like there's no one on this mountain right now yeah if we almost died multiple times yeah. doing that. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. I mean, the, I went winter hiking with you and because we were drinking and stuff like that, we, you and I got into a not so good situation and that our relationship got kind of rocky with that other person. Yes, dude. Remember? That was intense. Yeah. And, and it, that was, and that was because of the drinking. Oh so. yeah. And, and what initiated it for me on a physical level was because I was wasted way too early in the hike. That was our biggest hike too. You we had you, we had you with cold. us. We had a bunch of new people that don't normally go hiking with us. This was a party on the mountain. Yeah. So that was even worse. Right. So I was probably half a bottle deep at the point where I 
just decided not accidentally to walk through frozen water. <laughs> yeah. And, and you were like, like, I'm wet and cold. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went on for another like four miles. You, you did, but I looked at you dark. and you were, you were not doing good. And I had to get you out of there. Yeah, that was great. I mean, we could always depend on each other as friends to kind of yeah. like know when when someone was uh, when each other was hitting. Well, you, were, I mean, you, were versus... turning, uh, you were turning colors. Dude. Was... <laughs> yeah, that's fun. But the thing yeah. is, it's interesting that mentality that we were up against um, and that caused that conflict for months between us and our other friend. Yeah, because his mentality was like. There is no turning around for yeah. anything. And I have gained a lot from his perspective on that. Like I have become, I did become a better mountaineer because of him and yeah. probably because of that hike for sure. But yeah, back to the original point of like, yeah, getting out there into that like prime zone, like trying to separate that from alcohol for a while yeah. was a very difficult thing, well, it's but tough. yeah, it became a great strength instead of a weakness, you know, that's like probably with guitar for me. I always associate it with getting fucked up and playing guitar. You know what You're I mean? So good. And, fucked up, man. Yeah. You were writing beautiful things. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, um, Hey, I meant to ask you a question totally off topic. You were talking Fuck about yeah. something on your podcast where you took something i think it might have been like dmt or something not you specifically but some like when people <laughs> take that they see like an eyeball creature or something like that. an eyeball creature well yeah. um dmt terrence mckenna and a lot of other people throughout time now have kind of given uh dmt elves or yeah like machine, elves, machine elves or entities like different names but um it was this like eyeball thing that oh. wouldn't let somebody pass Oh, I think that might be a biblical interpretation or at least a Gnostic say, I, interpretation I of the I saw a picture of, of like what an actual angel looked like. And That's what an it eyeball is. Creature, and I made the connection and I was like, Ooh, I got to tell it? Andy about this. Dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Hell yeah, man. Uh, my friend and I dig into some of the etymology of words like that and shit. Yeah. And it's interesting to find that the word angle and angel come from the same root. Really? In like, yeah, the oldest of like languages of proto-European languages and stuff like that. It's nuts. And how, so how are those when you, related? well, because when you trace it back, they trace back to simply like representing a circle or a curve or something like that. Okay. And then when you, when you think about uh, that description of angels and the importance of geometry in Freemasonry and how spiritually connected oh, yeah. that whole sure. situation is, yeah. there's a lot of loose ends that I obviously didn't say that would have to fit in there but yeah. there's a lot to that there's a yeah. lot to this aspect where it's you know when biblical people experienced that um it could be interpreted as like sacred geometry or a psychological experience like a psychedelic like even rogan talks about how you know the acacia bush is what turns into the burning bush and the acacia tree is where you can get dmt out of it it's like oh how convenient yeah just a coincidence yeah, i'm sure yeah so it's it's all connected in a very beautiful way it's that was one thing i saw was i saw a lot of shapes when i was hallucinating like if i closed my eyes i would just see shapes and symbols i, I had no idea what they meant I, like, <laughs> I just saw i mean i probably did at the time but i i remember like just seeing a lot of yeah just like symbols animals shapes mm. is it i don't know well i remember emotion like i remember the only animals i would see oh, were yeah. like running animals like things that would like create this motion 
it's like a perpetual motion when you're tripping this, to me anyway there's always like this underlying grid system or something it's infall it's a, it's hard to describe obviously no, I, know, it's I like, know exactly what you're talking about it's almost like you're just seeing how things are actually constantly moving and alive and vibrant mm-hmm. and beautiful <laughs> and you yeah. can't make sense of it your logical brain is like breaking down yeah that's yeah, yeah yeah all right like that's when um I, I ate like a somewhat accidentally I ate like an entire bag of brownies in D's basement for my 30th birthday I, don't I know remember, remember that, that. And I, <laughs> I remember wow you just like I, had a maybe have like a butterfly effect moment where like I, grew a memory I, <laughs> I, I remember going up to D and said hey can you put Pink Floyd on because I understand how molecules work <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I feel like we like perpetually said that for a while yeah, <laughs> back like, to you. Yeah, because like so I, many I had figured it out in my head. I'm like, it all makes sense because I remember I could visually see them. Like, I don't know. It was dude. No, I remember crazy. a time in that very same basement where you were sober and I was telling you and a couple other people all about how it all it all makes so much sense and it's so funny. It's that hilarious. seems to be the reoccurring thing though, is like when you're hallucinate like anytime i've been around somebody and i'm sober or vice versa it's always it all makes sense yeah yeah i remember you and i specifically showing one of our other friends who was tripping for the first time in that very basement like hey man (laughs) look at that clock over there what do you think of that yeah and i remember you know unmistakably this like childhood childish awe yeah. come over their face and then this deep curiosity almost concern you know and that's when i knew the mind was starting to go and i'm like yeah, oh because when you're well when you're an infant you don't know what time means of course not that's what that's what's weird i always kind of pictured some of my psychedelic experiences felt like the the experience mm. itself like rewinds you mm. like a wind-up toy yeah like your mentality goes somehow back to like the beginning and you like you have to like regrow yeah. up again or something like that yeah 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 yeah. or like you exist again like as you did before either while you were an infant or before and then you, you realize time doesn't exist so you're yeah. an infant and an old man and yourself at the same time mm-hmm. did you ever look at a mirror with psychedelics did you ever yeah, have any horrifying. Mirror <laughs> absolutely horrifying <laughs> I've heard so many stories like that. I don't like, I don't like faces. <laughs> I just don't like, I, I, I don't know. I can't describe it. I just. <laughs> Goes back to that eye thing. Right. I mean, I remember seeing a lot of eyes like peeking out of my ceiling, opening and closing okay. all the time. That was multiple trips. Like eyes are definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. You think about like tools, artwork and Alex Gray. And shit. Oh yeah. They're always drawing that eye very interesting it's it's just so good to like sit here and chat with you man it's been way too long since we got to i had something i was like i need to talk about this because you triggered something in my head and i just always happens on this show man it's the it's the ether we're just like literally like floating in the ether right now and thoughts are coming and going and that's how the deep share rolls (laughs) but i mean you being a history major i could have you on for a whole nother episode we could like fucking yeah blow each other's minds on history stuff because yeah i would i I still love i love talking um i love talking history History. like i was fascinated by history like as a kid and growing up and and 
you know, even before my eyes were open to a lot of the lies of history. So like, I'd be well, curious where we would go with that. You know, the one you thing also, that, you know, debunk a number of things about the past. I'm, I'm sure. The one thing that always sticks in my head when learning history is history. is always written by its victors. Exactly. There's no so way you really that. in a lot of our history has a very Eurocentric point of view. Sure, from, sure. You know what I mean? So it's, there's so much that we just don't know. And Absolutely. I don't know if we're ever going to know. And that part bothers me because I love history so much. So. Yeah, there's a disconnect. There's an absolute disconnect um, uh, in many places. Man, I was going to say something about. Ah, fuck. Drugs. That's my fault, man. My fault. No, no, no. That's all right. Um, <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Um, when I when I was a kid, like up until I was like six or seven years old, I could make myself hallucinate. Dude, we've had that con. We've yeah. talked about that. So yeah. I remember waking up in the morning, and I would, occasionally I would have these mornings where, like, if if I was if I had just woke up and I would go back to sleep uh, fast enough, I could feel my body like shut down and like a giant weight and I couldn't move and I'd be in my dream and I knew I was sleeping, but I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it. I don't know if the, it's, I don't think it's sleep paralysis, but it's something. And then that if does I, sound like sleep paralysis, and then, but it wasn't, there was no like demon monster. Or you <laughs> right, know what right. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear you. And I would, it would always be like the same reoccurring dreams that I would have. And then um, if I woke up, I could sit at the end of my bed and like do this thing with my eyes and like my brain, whatever I was doing. And I could see like fish, and like I could like all these shapes like in my room moving around and it was as real as this is you know and it was for some like it just stopped the older I got you know right but, distraction um, yeah and I wonder I was like what part of my brain was I activating while I was doing that when I was a kid you know that like the older I got and the more I could fill with so much bullshit that I just lost the ability to do that Dude, you're literally talking about like the state of being before the trauma infects our lives. Yeah, to go all the way back to what we talked about like an hour ago. Yeah, dude. I mean, when you think about it, that's what it can be transmuted into. I mean, back to that. And they often say like a lot of spiritual traditions, I think it's in the Bible. It's in it's in all of them. It's they talk about this childlike wonder and getting back to it. And that's the only way to kind of enter the kingdom of heaven or become enlightened. In Christianity, they say you need to have like a childlike faith. Yes. Like you just believe, you know. Out of awe. Yeah, believe like, you know, in like a child, a child, not a childish, but like have a, they always say like a childlike faith or something. Yeah, like absolutely. And, uh, Pre-ego. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great way to put it because um, I think before your ego develops, that's when you can probably I'm losing it. <laughs> you can maybe, probably that's, ex- maybe that's ex- when you make magic happen or something. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw this meme one time and it really cracked me up. It said, maybe magic does exist, but there's no mana left. Dude. I remember you sent me that a long time ago that with that, that we just ran out of mana. And I love that because yeah, but you could either we ran out of it or it was bread so out many, of us. Yeah. You can <laughs> interpret that in so many different ways. Hell yeah, man what is mana i mean shit, yeah books written about that too it could be something that's inside of us that we already that we have that we just lost the ability to use yeah you know? absolutely latent i would love to throw a fireball 
Dude, you, you know, I, I'm glad I'm I'm so happy that you're listening to the podcast because like my like podcast life, like the the tethers to my real well mm. real I shouldn't say that because it's very real, but my old world I guess you could say yeah, few and far between man you know like yeah. you're one of the only ones and I don't I don't blame anyone for not listening I don't really even encourage, uh, but like I appreciate it I really do because at least that way oh, it's fascinating man and that's the way my brain works on the same like wavelength so to speak. Yeah, you've always you been know? interested in the same yeah. kind of things you know? i like questioning everything and thinking about things you know in a deep way and, and having people to talk about those sort of things with. like i found out that my coworker is the same way as, as we are and it's the craziest oh, thing because nice. he's like the six-year-old guy you would never think like just by looking at him you'd be like you're into what you'd be like yeah man Pizzagate. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, uh, do you remember that scene in Waking Life where the dude's walking by the railroad tracks and this other guy just gets out of the train car? He's like, you a dreamer? And I he's need like, to watch uh, that again. I know, right? Me that too. was the night that I watched that. I did the light switch thing and it worked. Oh, fuck. I like That's it really. Nuts. And it scared the shit out of me. Once I realized I was dreaming, I'm like, oh, my God, because like <laughs> I, I remember in my dream, I got this like I was flying around because I wanted to fly because who doesn't? You know? <laughs> right. And then I ended up all of a sudden it just ended when I panicked too much. And I ended mm -hmm. up in this dark room and like I went like this with the light. Like It was one of those like like place or whatever. And it took me a second and it was myself staring back at me, basically telling me that I shouldn't be here. And Whoa. it was like, the, it was like the craziest. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll fucking leave. That's fine. I will, I'm I out will, of here. I am so out of here. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that actually worked. Um, uh, I haven't tried it since, but um, we I've, love always, I've always had that part of my brain that just like loves to just experiment with things and hell yeah well that's kind of what brought us to some of the dangerous yeah. shit from our past we were yeah. willing to take risks oh and yeah now going through all the issues would you say that now we uh we know how to take the risks or or we we uh i don't know we can more i don't know maturely choose the right risks to take well that's what i said about knowing your limits and knowing your yeah. demons right yeah absolutely. it's about knowing you know, like if I, because I've been thinking about, um, you know, smoking weed again, just sometimes, like right. maybe at night when I play guitar or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. If I ever do that and I get, and I'm like, you know, maybe I should like, you know, drink or like pop a pill with it. Like I'm stopping immediately. Right. Like there'll be no. Or if, know. oh, maybe I should do this all day long. Yeah. No. You know, oh, where, God. Where, where you I'm are right that. now. Where you are right now, that would be, yeah, exactly. Oh, God, no, I'm, I'm completely. I'm you know, there, it, man. I'm st well, not there. I'm, I work all day, but like, yeah. you know, more, yeah. you know. Even right now talking to you, I can tell that like you're not the same as you were when you lived together, where you were basically like <laughs> in intravenously feeding yourself vodka. <laughs> I was trying to be the entire Motley Crue concert. Oh, I remember one time, like I came home from work. It was like Friday night, which, you know, I was working second shift back then too. Yeah, so, that's like, rough. I would get home at like 1230 and I would be like, Friday night. You're like, I'm just going to play some like fucking Diablo or whatever, <laughs> you know, go to sleep or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, no, come on, man. Well, because by 12, what's, you know, 
Are you I, all right? I, yeah. <laughs> Look, I was like taking, you know, full bottles of Tito's alcohol, vodka. Oh, you were. He said me like stopped and buy you some on my way home from work. I'm like, hey, it's going to close. Can you grab some? And I'm like, I'm enabling you <laughs> as, I go, as I go to the cash register. But I'm like, I'm also <laughs> fucked up myself. So yeah. I just say anything. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, that I remember you and me would like have purposeful, like, enabling moments, like, oh, we yeah. would just accept it to each other's face. You were the person that I could go to and be like, Andy, I'm, I'm fucking up. Yeah. Like, because yeah. you and I, I feel like we had a lot of the same childhood too, like parents and stuff like that. Like, we really connected over that. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, I think we've had very similar trauma in a, in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just so. emotional trauma. Uh, we'll go with that you know those so, were all those times sitting with 40s in, in the yeah. car talking about all those yeah. dramas because i used to watch the things that you were going through and just be like oh, this is exactly right either what happened to me or what's happening to me oh that's always how i would kind of yeah. describe our interaction yeah. to other people like he's yeah, like yeah. literally my older self it's yeah it's, you know yep it was helpful i mean oh yeah <laughs> in some ways you know oh yeah yeah, I, I, I remember my car. I would just walk to your house. It took me like twenty minutes or half hour. And get... uh, yeah, man. Shit. Where are you I mean, going? Gl- it's eleven thirty, Andy. So. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Why is Andy in the driveway at like one in the morning? Don't worry about it. <laughs> God, yeah, just crazy times, man. No, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, it was entertaining. You know, yeah, I hope so. Listening. I mean. I just wanted to do it regardless, you know, and I still would love to have you and Dion and just have a fun time. Yeah. I, I think that would be fucking wild. I, I think I would be very interested to hear the things that come out of his mouth. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, obviously I've kind of, I've been doing this for a year. I kind of got a theme in general, but yeah. like it all stems from, you know, our experiences together for the most part, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like we could frame it towards like crazy psychedelics. Well, that's a good excuse to hang out. Absolutely, man. You know? I mean, you know, it's funny before I even started this podcast, remember he D was the one that was trying to get us all on Zoom when the pandemic first started. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I never got a chance to do it, but now it's funny turning around being like, hey man, you want to do this? I think I did Come it on. once. Yeah. And it was just depressing for me. I'm like, this sucks. I just want to see people in person. Right, right. Yeah. It's funny because like, you know, years past, I'm just like, man, this solitude is kind of beautiful as well. <laughs> especially with a busy life it's it's dangerous when you get comfortable in it though you think so i i think we're naturally supposed to be like social beings i love my isolation don't get me wrong i think my (laughs) wife gets upset with me sometimes oh right here yeah Um, yeah i hear that but but um yeah i think too much isolation can be yeah, my wife and I also do that, like where we both lo- love our isolation and our, our alone time, especially as parents, too. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah, ten, you guys are fold, exhausted. you know, and uh, and but like, yeah, you just kind of come back together. It's that's a good way to describe yeah. it, you know. But, um, but yeah, this was really great, man. I really yeah, appreciate man. it. And yeah. uh, you know, we we um, we share a lot of, yeah, like you said, we share a lot of similar kind of uh. I don't know, understanding of the way the world is. And I appreciate you, brother. I really do. Yeah, I appreciate um, you too, man. If anybody does want to like find you, if you want to, do you want, would you want to be found? Would you want your info to be out there? Um, If you do, by all means. If not, then I will not allow you to be found. I have a Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Word. Uh, my full name, Michael DePaulo. Um, and then I, I have a, I have to look because I have one picture uh, and I never use it, but if people want to contact me, I will look at it. Um, my Instagram, hold on one second. Cool. Um, yeah, I never see you on that shit. It's M Depths 32, I guess. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you're a counselor. You've been through the ringer and you yep. come out the other side. And I'm super proud of you, man. Thanks, I'm man. Proud of, I'm proud of, proud of awesome, proud of where we are right now, man. Yeah. It feels feels a lot better. It feels a lot better sitting here than in your car. No offense. <laughs> yeah, the car was fun. The 40 was, was gross. <laughs> <laughs> but we needed those times in your car to get where we are. I truly believe that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, All right, man. everybody, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, practice carrier. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs>